so we just finished crash landing on you and we got a lot to unravel yeah it's like trying to decode a secret spy message while enjoying some fried chicken and beer right <laughs> yeah but we don't drink whatever we have decided this time that instead of a review we're going to dive in into the show's fascinating realm and let's dissect the truth behind certain key elements including the intriguing episode related to bts <laughs> yes including that one so no review because there are a lot out there that are very good, yeah. So let's begin. We have done some research, and here is the breakdown of the elements where fact and feature intertwine within the show. So let's begin. What about Division 11? Division 11, as what we've looked for, doesn't exist. What? <laughs> yeah, it's just something that they made up in the TV show for our entertainment purposes. That's so lame. I really shot. <laughs> there was a 11 corps in North Korea during the Korean War, and this unit was like a special forces unit. Oh, like Captain Ray unit. Yeah, but he wasn't in Division 11 that you know of. Okay. North and South Korea relations. The drama explores the tense relationship between both countries, highlighting the political divide and the longing for a reunification. It touches upon the complex issues that exist in real life. But on the fiction side, while the overreaching theme is rooted in reality, the show exaggerates the extent of the divine and simplifies the intricacies of cross-border relationships. It takes creativity liberties to enhance the dramatic narrative. On the military life and espionage, the drama provides a glimpse into the life of military personnel, showing Kazim the discipline, the camaraderie, and sacrifices that they make in the line of duty. While on the fiction side, the show amplifies the action and suspense, imposing the storyline with espionage, secret missions, and high-stake conflicts, especially that car shift. Yeah. Oh, when she said that her favorite movie was uh, Mad Max, that was crazy. Yeah. These elements, of course, are for dramatized and for entertainment purposes, deviating from the realities of military life. Speaking of military life, did you notice how every soldier in those dramas look like they, they look like they came out from a K-pop music video? I mean, where do they find those perfectly styled haircuts in the middle of the workshop? <laughs> You're right. It's like they have a secret saloon behind enemy lines. <laughs> yeah. Captain Ree deserves his own spin-off series, The Adventures of the Immaculate Hair in the Warzone. Continuing with military, let's talk about the military draft. I was very surprised when they mentioned that North Korea is mandatory for 10 years. In fact, yeah, in most cases, this is true, around 10 years for men. And on the other hand, women are going to be typically around six years. While in South Korea, the military service is mandatory for men that are able between the ages of 18 to 28. And the duration of that military service is approximately 18 to 22 months. Interesting. Yeah. Now, on cultural representation, the fact is that the drama incorporates the elements of Korean culture, traditions, and language, providing viewers with a glimpse of everyday life in South Korea. It serves a window into the country's beauty and diversity. But on the fictional side, to add flavor and appeal, Crash Landing on You occasionally shows extravagant lifestyle, luxury settings, and glamorous characters living only in the South. That might not represent the average Korean person's reality. If you don't believe us, just ask the guys from Squid Game. <laughs> Absolutely right. While talking about cultural representation, let's talk about BTS in North Korea. Well, as you know, BTS, the globally renowned South Korean boy band, has an immense popularity worldwide, including in neighbor countries just like North Korea. 
it is not entirely difficult to believe that their music has crossed the border due to media smuggling. However, crash landing on you amplifies this phenomenon, suggesting that North Korean citizens are a bit listeners of BTS. While it is plausible that some Koreans may have access to BTS music through various channels, the extents and prevalence described in the drama might be just for storytelling purposes. Hmm, I don't know about that. I'm pretty sure Kim Jong-un is a fan. He has just danced 2022 with BTS. <laughs> Do you imagine that? You know, they are now on the draft. Do you imagine BTS infiltrating North Korea? <laughs> I bet even Kim Jong-un has a secret shrine dedicated to them. Can you imagine the Supreme Ninja <laughs> doing the dance? Smooth like butter. <laughs> oh my gosh. What about this? BTS, they are right now in the draft. Yeah, they are they're in the draft thing of South Korea. You're right. So, do you imagine that they go over there? Could BTS be the only army in the world that can unify both Koreas. No other country can, and no other band can. <laughs> I don't know about that, but talking about bands, it was very interesting what we found. The band, I want to say this right, Mora Moranbong, is an all-female musical group known for their performance mixture of pop, rock, and orchestra music, and they are from North Korea. It was very interesting to see that the band members have occasionally traveled abroad to perform in other countries such as China and Russia, representing North Korea on cultural exchange programs. Their performance often incorporate propaganda message, of course. What type of propaganda? Well, promoting the ideology of the North Korean regime. <laughs> so they are like Blackpink, but of North Korea? I guess. So, on those episodes where Captain Wee was a musician and he could travel around the world? Yeah, it's very important to know that the majority of North Korean musicians do not have the opportunity to travel or story aboard because the government tightly controls the artistic expression and aims to maintain the ideological conformity among its citizens. There may be a few cases of North Korean musicians touring and performing abroad. It is not common that occurs for the majority of musicians in the country. But his father was well connected, so I'm very sure that's how. Yeah, exactly. However, there have been some instances where the North Korean musicians have traveled and studied in other countries. So, yeah, you see? So they got it right. <laughs> they got it right. Okay. All right. So, too much information for me. <laughs> what about beer and fried chicken? <laughs> well, in South Korea, enjoying beer with fried chicken has become a popular culinary tradition. This is known and I'm going to say this, this is known as shimaek. Shimaek. Shimaek is an integral part of the Korean food culture and is loved by many, so we should start doing that. <laughs> Non-alcoholic beer with fried chicken. Oh, for different fast foods. I know, that would be great. All right, so Crash Landing on You spotlight this cultural phenomenon presenting characters reflecting the combination of beer and fried chicken while it accurately reflects a real-life culinary tradition. The drama may romanticize the frequency and significance of this pairing to exchange its storytelling impact. So they are exaggerating? I really don't know. I tried to do a little more research. Why don't you ask some Koreans? Well, I tried, but none of them responded my message. What did you text? Oh, I went to the Instagram of Eu. She didn't respond. I went to the account of Jun Ji Hyun. Didn't respond. I went to Seo Ji Hai. Neither respond. Park Shinhai, neither respond. I wonder why did he... <laughs> me too, me too. Moving on, moving on. Let's talk about 
espionage and box. Yeah. The fact is that the espionage activities and surveillance occurs in various countries, including in North Korea. But while concrete evidence about the extent of these practices is hard to detect, it is not uncommon for governments to exchange intelligence operations. In fact, when Dennis Rodman, the NBA player for the Chicago Bulls visit in 2013 and 14, he mentioned concerns about being followed and potential bugs in his room. Well, he was famous, of course, he was going to be followed. Remember, they do not know about the NBA over there. So, okay, okay, okay. So you're saying it's fiction? <laughs> in crash landing on you, the element of espionage is heightened for dramatic effect. The drama portrays North Korea authorities as extremely employing bugs and hidden civilians devices in rooms. Yeah, there was like five each room. <laughs> they were trying to look for it. This is to make the plot a little more intense, I guess. Yeah. Let's talk about now Asylum for Criminals or Terrorists. Yeah, one of my favorite characters was Kun Cheong. It was shown on those spoilers. Okay, okay. He was amazing, yeah. Now, while the drama may suggest that North Korea provides asylum to criminals or terrorists, the actual situation is uncertain due that we don't have too many information about the country. It is important to note that North Korea has been accused of harboring individuals involved in cyber crimes and illicit activities. What about South Korea? South Korea has established a legal framework to combat crime and terrorism. As a responsible member of the international community, South Korea cooperates with other countries to apprehend and prosecute criminals and terrorists. Wow, I see which side you are on. <laughs> okay, let's talk about the underground economy because this is very important. In North Korea, as you see in the show, it is known to have an extensive underground economy which consists of informal markets, just like smuggling, illicit activities, and even care packages. Like they show in the K-drama, they take these packages and they resell it. These activities serve as means for ordinary citizens to access goods and services that it is limited or unavailable throughout the official channels. What about South Korea? Come on, just say it. South Korea is a very well-developed modern country that does not have significant underground economy and it operates within the well-regulated market system. Now, I do want to bring out the sending care packages to North Korea. Yeah. South Korea has periodically sent humanitarian aid and care packages to North Korea, especially during time of natural disasters or humanitarian crises. These packages typically include such as items as food, medicine, and daily necessities. The provisions of aid is subject to diplomatic and political circumstances between the two countries. Do we found like a web page? Yes, we did, but it was uh, it was in Korean. Well, most of the time, the Red Cross always unite much of the time. I don't know. <laughs> It did this part. <laughs> what about the random visit to the people's house? Well, it was very difficult to find more information and to provide accurate information about the, that specific topic. But as we know, North Korea operates under a total regime with highlight centralized authority where the government exercises extensive the control over the daily life of its citizens. While there have been reports and testimonies from defectors that suggest random house visits by authorities in the north, it is important to approach those information with caution due to the limited access and information that we just got. It was a little hard for us to find more information. It is known that North Korea operates a system of neighborhood watch called, I want to say this right, Inminban. 
in Minban, where residents monitor and report on each other's activities. This system fosters as a sense of surveillance and control within the community. Additionally, government officials such as those from the Workers' Party of Korea may conduct visits for political education or to ensure compliance with the government regulations and policies. I couldn't help but wonder if those random visits in North Korea were like the world's most intense surprise parties. Surprise! We are here to say if you're loyal to our regime. <laughs> if you pass, if you pass, we will have a party and get you drunk and know your real thoughts about our country. <laughs> Moving on, let's talk about one of my favorite episodes that it was involved in the prisoner exchange. Yeah. It's one of the episodes that really had us in suspense. North Korea and South Korea have a history of espionage and intelligence activities, and it is known that both countries have detained individuals suspect of espionage or engaging in activities that are threatening to national security. However, the extent and specific details of such cases are often difficult to find due to the nature of intelligence operation and limited access to information, meaning we don't have an inside person. Now it's very important to remember that crash landing on you is a work of fiction and may not actually reflect all the aspects of both North and South Korea. The real world situation in these countries are very complex and constantly evolving. We really, really pray for a unification of both countries in a very peaceful way, but keep in mind, both countries are very different. So there has to be a lot of talk, there has to be a lot of diplomacy, and never, never lose hope. Yeah. So really hope you enjoy. Are you not going to talk about Kim Jong-un cameo? <laughs> Why? He is like the K-drama version of Wado. You never know where he pop up next. <laughs> Maybe he should hide in every scene and we can turn into a where Kim Jong-un drinking game. <laughs> Let's get everybody drunk. Try to spot him. That would be so funny. <laughs> I cannot take now the picture of Kim Jong-un with BTS and now I got Kim Sung-hyun with the <laughs> wild <wonderful> thing. <laughs> all right. But you know, despite all the fiction and exaggerations crash landing on you, still managed to capture our hearts and transport us to a world of love and adventure. And it felt like, it felt like a vacation for our emotions. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> it's like strapping ourselves into a romantic roller coaster with a side of political intrigue. Who needs reality when we can escape into a world where love conquers all and everyone has flawless hair? <laughs> well, that's our show for today. We really hope you enjoyed it. We put a lot of effort. I stopped playing the wedding of Shella Tear of the Kingdom to help him out. <laughs> I really appreciate it. I stopped watching anime and K-drama just to do this, you know, to do this research. So yeah, whatever. Nothing like stop playing Shella. <laughs> well, guys, I guess we'll see you next time. Do you have a great time and ciao. Bye.